There is only one proper way to start a Monday morning after the Packers play Sunday night football at Lambeau Field and get a victory, especially over the Chicago Bears. There's only one way to do it, my friends. You find yourself a man named Todd Rundgren. You make sure that he's got his drum with him. And you start banging on it. Packers win. 45-30. Todd, take it away. Aaron Rodgers. Woo! 341 yards, four tutties, 29 of 37. It looked a little iffy at first in that first quarter, right? Packers could barely get any possession. A couple punts. Rodgers was sacked twice. And you're like, oh no. Are we going to be in for a long night? Packers and staring at a deficit. Start of the second quarter. And then all of a sudden, the green and gold are like, you know what? The Chicago Bears are 4-8. and eight. There's a reason for that. Oh yeah, let's kick the living hell out of them. Packers go on to score 21 points in the second quarter and then 17 in the third before adding one more touchdown courtesy of Rodgers to Devontae Adams in the fourth. The Packers score zero in the first, seven in the fourth, 38 points in the second and third. My God. Oh, and uh, it also helps when Justin Fields carries on tradition as all Chicago Bears quarterbacks should, and that's throwing an interception, not one but two, including a pick six to our guy, Rasul Douglas, who now has back-to-back games with pick sixes. Absolutely incredible last night. Good, the bad, the ugly. The good, Rodgers, that offense, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard. The bad, Mo Drayton. Special teams coordinator. The ugly, the special teams. Oh my God. We got some things to talk about that. Also, the bad, some injuries as well. Rear their ugly head. But right now, we celebrate the victory. Yeah, baby. Yes, I do. Oh, man. Aaron Rodgers on the FU Tour, just crushing it. He made some interesting comments at the podium last night. We'll definitely get those to today, especially what he's going to do after this season. A couple breadcrumbs, nothing crazy. Aaron Rodgers, though, after kind of a stinker against the Seattle Seahawks, coming off that positive COVID test, right? He now has thrown 10 touchdowns and zero interceptions in the last three games, and that offense is averaging 37 points in those contests. Packers, their 45 last night is the most they have scored since 2014 and just are on a tear. The defense side of things, Preston Smith took his game up a notch, especially in recent weeks. Smith finished with two sacks, one forced fumble, one tackle for loss, and three quarterback hits. Justin Fields definitely knew his name, knew his number. Smith held the Packers, hold Chicago to just three points. 
in the second and now has five sacks in his last four games. Also credited with a huge motivational speech at halftime for his team. Would have loved to have been on the fly on the wall. See what Preston Smith had to say. In fact, I was watching the presser last night. Head coach Matt LaFleur said he stepped out of the room and let Preston Smith do his thing. It was an l- ugly 30 minutes of football, especially offensively. And then Preston Smith inspired the boys in the locker room, and they came out gangbusters. Incredible, man. We even got to see Kurt Benkert last night, who was elevated to the 53-man with Jordan Love having COVID-19 vaccinated. Kurt Benkert came in, kneeled the ball not once but twice in victory formation. And Kurt Benkert now, his first ever game, his stat line, two carries, negative one yard. Give it up for Kurt Benker. <laughs> uh, what an interesting game last night. So I got comments from Rodgers. I got comments from uh, head coach Matt LaFleur. I got comments from Devontae Adams, Preston Smith as well. Uh, but that game, the 204th meeting between the NFL's oldest rival, the Bears and the Packers, it was a very interesting one. The Packers felt like uh, they didn't want to come off that bye. They wanted to kind of just rest on their, not their laurels, because you're coming off a bye. I don't know what you're resting on. Just, just rest to rest. And then the second and third quarter just, man, got her going. Aaron Rodgers, once again, cementing himself as the Hall of Famer that he is. And the rightful owner of the Chicago Bears, finding Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Ro- or I'm sorry, uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers now has 61 career touchdown passes against the Bears. That's the most all-time, surpassing Brett Favre, his predecessor, of ownage of the Bears. Crazy. Here's something you can't do. You never tug on Superman's cape. Okay? Never tug on Superman's cape. Robert Quinn of the Chicago Bears, not once but twice, did the championship belt on Aaron Rodgers. He put on the championship belt, his first sack on Aaron Rodgers. Early in that game. You know what happened after he put on the championship belt, mocked Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers went on to throw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns. You never tug on Superman's cape. He owns you. That would be like going into your boss's office, spitting in his face, and telling him you own the company now. No, no. You don't do that. Aaron Rodgers saw the belt get put on in his face and said, you know what? It's time. 300 yards, four touchdowns after Robert Quinn put on the belt. Oh, and by the way, Robert Quinn, 0-8 against Aaron Rodgers' lead Packers now. You don't mock the belt. That's Rodgers to put on. Here on Twitch.tv, search my name, Ebo says, our guy True Advisor said, Bucky needed that humbling, so did some of us fans. (laughs) We need to be brought back down to earth a little bit. Can't get her hopes up too high? I don't know. I think everybody was kind of on the same page knowing that they were doing well, but not to expect this kind of success yeah, you knew throughout the season. Yeah, you there'd be some bumps yeah. in the road. I, my, my gut told me that they weren't going to go down to Ohio State, a battle of two top 25 teams, right? Wisconsin 22, Ohio State 21. And like, man, the Badgers have not played a true road game uh, in the Big Ten since before COVID. Yeah. Because there was no fans in the stands. Right. I know they're out there uh, against Georgia Tech, but you know you can't duplicate much of. You can, but you can't duplicate like conference <laughs> play for Big Ten. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it means a little more. 
So we'll talk some Badgers coming up. But first, Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, obviously on the podium. So, RJ, I was talking a little bit about this to start the show and also when you came in. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, was there getting sacked not once but twice. And when that happened, someone put on, uh, the defender, the linebacker, put on, or the edge rusher, put on the championship belt. Yep. Right in front of Rodgers' face. Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. And I said, you don't tug on Superman's cape. No, you don't. Aaron Rodgers, after getting the championship belt put in his face, went on to throw 300 yards and four touchdowns. I think it happened twice, didn't it? Didn't he do it uh, after his second sack, too? Yep. And then Rodgers like, you know what? This is going to be us. Yeah. I actually am uh, your rightful and true owner of the Chicago Bears. I will. uh... I wouldn't go into like a CEO or my boss's office and then go look at him and like shove his paperwork around, smack the pen out of his hand, tell him his tie looks like he looks like an idiot in the tie he's wearing. I wouldn't do that. No. Why would uh, why would why would he go and put the championship belt on his in his owner's face? That's just not right. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers on the podium was uh, asked, uh, you know, Robert Quinn mocked you. What was it like? What did you have to think? People have mocked it over the years, uh, probably in good fun. I mean, I've known Robert for a long time. I saw him do it. He looked right at me. Uh, <laughs> But how, how is that not? Doesn't give me any extra that? motivation, but it usually hasn't ended well for most of the people who've done it. Usually yeah. hasn't ended well for most of the people who've like, done it. There are lesser infractions of this new taunting rule that get flagged. Oh my god, I know. You just like uh, And the, you look down at the quarterback on the ground and do the belt to him, which is his thing. How is that not taunting? Should have been fifteen yards by the NFL's new but the horrible horrible ta- taunting rules. rule. I, the, the taunting rules are completely asinine. Yeah. And what was the Chicago Bears when they played against, um, hell, was it this? Was Lions. It the, the Steelers or the Lions? When uh, their linebacker, I forget the dude's name, he 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 sacked the quarterback. It was on Thanksgiving. It was, yeah. Yeah, and then he did like a karate kick, like a celebration. Yep. That didn't, that's not what, and then the ref hip-checked him. And the ref hip-checked him and then threw him for staring. Yeah. Staring at the Lions' sidelines. Which he didn't do. I, yeah, stupid. So, Rogers, you never tug on Superman's cape. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Morning, boys. Yo, Corey. Corey. What up, brother? Well, I'll tell you what. You Pittsburgh, get what you pay for, and the Packers are seeing that right now with their special teams. Because LaFleur wanted to hire that big-name dude back when he was first hired. And, uh, you know, Howdy Duty and the bean colors wouldn't let him do it. <laughs> so, now this is what we got in front of us. It's, uh, you know... It's buying a lemon car essentially, and now they're trying to fix it up and whatever. Well, I, but Corey, I mean, this, you really need to scrap this, it. this special teams is horrendous, man. Thank God it was it, the Chicago Bears because if it yeah. was a team in the playoffs like the Cowboys or the Buccaneers oh, yeah. or this team here, and you were in they're the done. yeah, you're done. I mean, you're, you're, it's yeah. over because you're not going to be going against the defense like what the Bears had trotting out there last night. So, yeah, yeah I mean, in the special teams, to me, they just they don't even necessarily have to be great or like be awesome. Like the Philly teams back in the day of special teams that were just like spectacular, the Buffalo Bills. I feel better. Corey, I would feel or, better if they were just bad. Yeah, I would be okay <laughs> if they're just not doing like if they had zero return yards like they had a few years ago. Yeah, but not having the ball bounce off your face as that's like two or three muffs that they've had. I, mm-hmm. I, I've never seen. Well, never is a big word. <laughs> it's pretty bad seeing the special teams as bad. I'll say that much. And 
you know, the last time I really do recall him being like outstanding, awesome, was probably when Desmond Howard took the kickoff return back. Yeah. To Super yeah. Bowl Thirty One, where they were like a net positive. Now, obviously, in between that and, the, and now, they've had special teams that are like okay, but never really like. <clears throat> They have not had ones that are like all-time great special teams. I don't know, to be honest, in the NFL nowadays, which ones are really ranked that. Like, so, Corey, who I, has the best special teams? That's I went. I, I went back and looked at. Um, I found some old articles um, and one coming into this season about the Packers special teams and their woes. So yeah. they have this guy who ranked them all all the way back to 1992. Yeah. The yep. Packers have finished last in the NFL four times since 92. It's 2005, wow. 2006, 2014, and 2018. And okay. then you go back and look at uh, over the past 22 seasons, the Packers have been among the NFL's worst special team units half the time. So for, for 11 out of 22 seasons, they have been among the worst half the time for special team units, and four of those times were dead last in the NFL and now you look at it, 2007, they were ranked 7th in the NFL. Okay. And before that, 1997, the when you're talking about you know the oh. Super Bowl win. Wow. And okay. they still continue to hire from within, do the know, same that's... thing, and then you get the same abysmal performance. I'm being accused of uh, being Aaron Rodgers' biggest jock sniffer. <laughs> no, 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 no. I saved that for this guy right here. Our sports director, Zach Halpern, my one true love. Good morning, Zach. Good morning. Always <laughs> always wearing my jock, especially around you. Smells, like Smells like roses. Smells like roses, Zach. Mm. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, God. Zach. Hello. You were at Lambeau last night. I was at Lambeau last night uh, with 80,000 of my closest friends. Is it true? Well, hey, don't make me jealous. Is it true... That Virginia McCaskey was there to sign over all the paperwork to Aaron Rodgers, the true and rightful owner of the Bears and Soldier Field? I did see something after the game. Yeah, I mean, he was a little late getting to the press conference, so I'm pretty sure he stopped somewhere along the line to get those papers because the dude is just insane when it comes to the Bears and I mean, 61 touchdowns. Surpassing is, Brett Lorenzo Favre. Yes, surpass, uh, sur- uh, yes surpassing Brett Favre. It was... Uh, yeah, impressive performance, obviously, uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, but there's what? I believe there's three phases to the game. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that. But, oh, yeah, we Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, owner of the Bears still and forever. Zach, quickly on that, are you able to confirm Adam Schefter's report last night that he actually acquired a greater share? Because he tweeted it, and I, I can't tell if Schefter's joking. He's a Because lame-o. normally when he tweets per sources, he's not joking. He's a lame He's he's gathering evidence, or is he gathering gathering uh, information? And I'm sure he'll come out with a more detailed story hmm. later this week uh, when he gets it all together. He, he you know he it's an accumulation of information. I'm, I'm assuming here with Aaron for Aaron Rodgers. He is such a stinker. Hey Zach, hmm. speaking of stinky, dude, um, I've been on this earth 33 years. You a little more than I. Have you ever remembered a a display of the Packers special team as bad as it was last night? I don't recall ever seeing something like that. Not just Packers, not just Packers, but any any football team, whether Pee Wee, high school, Wisconsin, college. and Wisconsin has some bad special teams, yeah. but nothing, nothing yeah. on the level of that last night. I look, and they they revamped the defense, and they kept some assistance around last year. They they revamped the coordinator, went outside to get an outside coordinator in Joe Barry. They continue 
to love to promote from within at the at, at why? Coordinator. Why? I don't get. Can it. you figure it out? Because I can't. Going all the way back to your boy Mike McCarthy. Mm, they Mike. Shot, Sean, Sean Slocum was an assistant special teams coach for McCarthy's first three years. Then he gets the job as the head guy. When Sean Slocum gets fired, they promote from within. They bring Ron Zook in, right? Yep. And Ron Zook gets fired. So then they they bring a new guy when Matt Lafleur comes in, and now they give Mo Drayton, who's been here for the last three years. This is his fourth year, and they bring him in. Like the special teams have been borderline atrocious. They've been terrible. Borderline atrocious for pretty much this entire run of Aaron Rodgers' career, and even going back before that, they, they just have just never they've never been consistently good on special teams for multiple years in a row. But this year has been absolutely horrible, and you know it's uh, I don't want to say it's malpractice on coaching malpractice on Matt Lafleur's part by continuing to hang on to Mo Drayton, but. Uh, if you, it, there's a very good chance to cost them a game, and a game that will end their season. Zach, um, for the past up for the past 22 seasons, I was reading this, uh, you know, about the special teams coming into the year of like how Mo Drayton was going to be the guy to change it. The Packers over the past 22 seasons have been among the NFL's worst special team units over half the time. Yeah, no, they're they're horrendous, and I and if they're not the I worst, they're right there in the bottom of the barrel, scra- almost scraping it. Yeah, I don't understand the obsession with uh, promoting from within in a unit that just isn't good. And uh, it could have cost them last night. It should have cost them last night. Yeah, and I mean, it was also across different units. It's punt coverage, it's punt returning, it's kick coverage, yeah, it's, it's kick everything. returning. Everything. It's everything. Everyone, so, everyone even Corey Bohorquez had a bad punt, too. Right. Every, everyone had their moment last night. So even like if... Mason Crosby kicking, it, kicking out of bounds. Right. Like Blake Taylor... What was he doing? Inexplicably trying to, to catch a ball that was going out of bounds. I, now, did he actually have an, a, an abdomen injury, or did he just was so embarrassed he had couldn't go back on the field? That's what we were talking about in the press box. Oh, like, yeah, oh. quote unquote abdominal injury. No, obviously he's he's been dealing with that. He missed two games before this, I believe, with that abdominal injury. But the timing was very uh, peculiar, very favorable on his yeah. part. Or yeah, peculiar, peculiar. Yeah, it's a hard, tough word to say on a Monday. Oof, oof. Mm, yeah, I mean, it, peculiar. It, all around, peculiar. everyone had everyone, everyone on that. <laughs> Special teams unit, or I should say, every part of that special teams unit had issues outside of the extra point unit. So that's uh, that's a plus, a, I guess. A refreshing change there uh, for the Packers. So let's say they don't move on from Mo Drayton midseason, which I don't think they can or they're will. They're not going to. No, no they're There's not. No they're not to. going to. So, I, what do you think the fix is? Is there a fix? I don't think there's a fix in season, other than using more starters. But the way that your guys are dropping like flies. Right. <laughs> you know, you can't – and because special teams, it feels like injuries happen more on special teams than anywhere. You can't risk – like Devontae Adams was asked if he wanted to be back as the punt returner, and he's like, uh, no, not really, but I will if it's an emergency. Zach, you know, I said and, that last night, but just yeah, – we were doing the postgame show last night. Have him fair catch everything. Yeah, and yet there's still like a chance he, you know, won't. My, at this point, just don't put anybody back. I think that's probably the best – solution there yeah. yeah i mean the way look wisconsin when wisconsin struggles on special teams they put the starters on like jack sanborn was was on punt leo chanel i think was on punt like they you can put they put starters on those punt teams and the in the special teams teams because they're important but the packers i mean there are starters that are used out there but yeah 
it's uh, Zach. It's I had to laugh. I had to laugh at Zach Halpern, your Twitter account. Our sports director joining us right now. It's good news: the Packers take the lead. Bad news: Packers have to kick off. Uh, I, I mm. chuckled. Just gave it the old favorite on there. But also, uh, the Packers have this uncanny ability. And mostly, it was with like Dom Capers and some of that defense. That if an offense who was struggling came in, the Packers would make them look like all-world juggernaut beaters. Uh, but the Packers and that special teams now have fallen victim to giving up the first punt return touchdown of the NFL season, 97 yards. I think Aaron Rodgers was saying he'd never seen anything like that. Like, I've never seen a guy take the ball that far back and then reverse the field and take it back. I just – I don't know where I'm going with this besides I just want to try and, like, No, no, no. I'm just Yakeem mad. Grant. I just want to scream. Yakeem Grant is amazing. I don't – I mean, I – that, that was that, – I mean, I'm pretty sure – was it a trade that they got him with, or did they pick him up off of – I don't know. I think he came from Miami. I'm not positive on exactly how he ended up in Chicago, but he's a very, very talented player, and getting the ball in his hands in a number of different ways is is very ideal. But, yeah, he set that up so perfectly, Yeah, going right and then cutting back. And it was – yeah, I mean, it was like high school with uh, the punt – you know, punt return left. He's everyone a blazer. Lines up, he's fast. You know, it's – yeah, I mean, everyone lines up on the – you get everybody lined up, and it's kind of like a wall, and it worked perfectly. But – yeah, I mean that. that uh, it just wasn't good. So it, it wasn't good, and yet, and yet, the Packers dominated in the second half. Like if yeah. if special teams doesn't happen, that that that's the blowout everyone was expecting. Forty five points, the most they've had since twenty fourteen. I mean, and Chicago only had three points in the second half. I mean, yeah. it was a dominating effort, other than the special teams for the most part. So Zach, when it comes to the injury side of things, obviously you know Malik Taylor, special teams, the abdomen. Um, any status on Billy Turner? That knee injury didn't look pretty good. Did you have you heard anything? I haven't, but he was very, very, very upset when he came off the field and, and threw his helmet in the tent and no, no. Uh, stayed, stayed in the tent all the way until halftime. And then uh, I just don't think he wanted to be carted off because he stayed in the tent until halftime and then walked very, very slowly off the field. I, I'd be surprised if we see him again this year. Oh, so, God. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bad one. Uh, and uh, it's unfortunate because he's been really, really good. Right, I mean, he's been really, really good, and now they'll have to slot Dennis Kelly in there, and that's kind of the. Hey, he's pretty this good is though. Why, this is this is why you sign him, you know, and he's he's been hurt much of the year, and he, I think last night was the first time he actually played in a game, uh, and and he's been special teams, but played like a snap on offense. I think that's the first time he's played this year, but having a veteran like that to be able to slot in, it's that's why you, it's why you sign him. Yeah. So, hope you know, hopefully for them. I mean, look at their offensive line last night. Yash, uh, Yosh, Yash, excuse me, Ninjman at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have John running at left guard. Lucas Patrick is center. Uh, Royce Newman at right guard, and then ended up with Dennis Kelly at right tackle. There's not a single guy there that's that is in a, is a guy who the Packers would probably prefer to have on the line right now. Yeah, it's like crazy. They're, they're, they're right, and they're ten yeah, to three. All of them. Yeah, exactly. And then they got but, a pretty easy schedule coming up here. I mean, Lamar Jackson might not be playing. He banged up his ankle yesterday, and that's who the Packers got next to the Ravens in Baltimore, so they could have a nice gift wrap win on the road. We'll see, though. It's the NFL. Anything's possible. Um, Zach, I want to turn our attention a little bit to what happened in Columbus, Ohio, on Saturday for the Wisconsin Badger basketball team. Uh, Johnny Davis was a beast. 11-22, he had 24 points in 38 minutes. He was a constant. Him and Little, um, you know, that was just a star-studded show between those two. But, Zach, Johnny Davis, after the game, making a comment as the Badgers fall to Ohio State, 73-55. to Now, um, it was the first, like, big road game in the Big Ten because there wasn't fans, obviously, until now. I know Georgia Tech, you could make the case, but this is conference play. Johnny Davis afterwards, and I, he's not wrong, 
said, and I quote, I don't think our big men really came to play today and battle with those guys. Is that going to be something that could, you know, sour the locker room, or is that just him being open and honest, be like, you guys got to do better? He is 100% correct. The way in which he said it, like they've they've been able to recreate some of the good feeling inside that locker room that uh, was perhaps missing at times last year. Not not among the players all the all the time, but uh, you know the coaching staff and and everyone getting along and things going the way they wanted to. And and uh, Johnny Davis is is uh, vicious, like on the court and apparently off the court. Like he does not mince words, and he delivered it. And it, we, we laughed about it when he said. Stephen Crowell's soft. We told him stop being soft. That was after the Marquette game. Yeah, and and we all laughed about it. But it, it's one thing to do was it he there. Laughing? It's another. It's another uh, that's a thing. We don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, you mean John Davis or Stephen Crowell? Either because, or. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm I'm anxious or interested to see how it was received in that locker room. I would hope. I would hope, and I have no idea of knowing this or not. I would hope that uh, Johnny Davis wouldn't say something like that if he knew his guy couldn't take it. Right. Uh, if he knew, if he knew Crowell and Carlson and Tyler Wall and and some of the other guy, other bigs, Boyd, like if they could, if I, I would hope that they can take it because otherwise, it's a really crappy thing to do on Johnny's part. And I know he's a leader and he was completely, he's totally one hundred percent accurate. But ugh, that's just, I. I don't know. I would not have done it. Just think if Johnny Davis were to say this last year, a lot of those guys would be crying about it and then blaming Greg Gard for uh, their ineptitude down low. But, yeah, Stephen Crowell was 0 for 3, and two of those shots were three-pointers, and he had zero points in 23 yeah. minutes and only two rebounds. Like, yeah, no, he's, what are we doing? He's really struggled. Take, take away the Marquette game and look at his last, I think it's four games. He has just not been very good offensively. Yeah. Uh, and he obviously dealt with foul trouble against Indiana. And I, I don't know what the answer is with him except just riding through because it's pretty much all you have right now. You can't be throwing. Chris Boyd's a nice player, but I don't think he's he's a, a starter at this point. I don't think they. I don't think they will make him a starter. So you need Stephen Crowell to to start playing at a higher level because it's not going to get any easier, especially when they get back into Big Ten play. I mean, they get these three non-conference games, and then it's Zach Eady and. Yeah, you got um, Purdue after what? Nickel State, Morgan yeah. State, and Illinois State. You got a nice little home yeah. stretch here, but then you got to go uh, to West Lafayette to take on the Boilermakers, who are much right. less. So, unless they play at the yeah. rack. You, right. Well, here's the thing. You would hope that it's a kick in the butt for all those guys. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the one way. That's the way that you're hoping it is. But it could go the other way. I'm, well, I don't, I'm not sure. You know, watching the game on Saturday, the announcer is making a lot of comments like, this is, you know, a good and a bad thing for the Badgers. All their offense runs through Johnny Davis and then to an extension Brad Davison as well. And if those other guys can't get it going, then the Badgers might be doomed. Is this something, can we see these other guys, a Wall, a Hepburn, a Crowell, get it going to help out a Davis in some Davison? Or is this, is it, are the Badgers going to go the way of Johnny Davis this whole year? Well, I mean, this team is Johnny Davis. Uh, dependent. There's no doubt about that. I mean, yeah. if he's not on the floor, they're not even a 500 team right now. So that I think that says everything you need to know about it. But you need other guys to step up. And Johnny said the same thing. I mean, that was the other comment he made after the game was, you know, uh, we can't. You know, we need the other guys to step up, and they didn't. So I think these three non-conference games are significant to build on the on the uh, build the confidence of a Carlson, sure. of a Crowell, of all these guys. Because if you get if you get an ability to uh, get them some minutes, and they see success, maybe they can carry it over to, to Big Ten play. But, again, Ohio State was they're good. An out, was, was an outlier like when it comes to Tyler Wall and an outlier um, 
you know, in general for them offensively for the most part this year. Mm-hmm. So I, you don't want to overreact to it, but they do need other guys to step up. And, and Johnny Davis clearly, obviously, can't do it alone. But Ohio State also played quite well. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, they shot, well, shot 60%. This and EJ Liddell is just – EJ Liddell's a, a player of the year. Uh, I think he's one of the favorites for player of the year, not just in the Big Ten, but potentially in the country. Yeah, he's a beast. He's just that, he's just that good. He's so a baller. They didn't have an answer for him. So, Zach, I mean, this team is definitely going to have some more losses coming up. I mean, they're a young, inexperienced team, and they found ways to win. We've already seen it, you know, this year, the Maui Invitational, uh, Georgia Tech, and then he, Indiana was insane as well. Um, we're going to have some growing pains with this team, are we not? Yeah, you're seeing them. I also, yeah, definitely, you're seeing them. I think this was a a break-even week, though. Like, coming out of this thing one-and-one, one, I think totally. you going, in, going into it, you would have taken that in a second. So they're, they're still in a good spot. I don't want to – no one want you don't want to overreact to one game. No. The only the only thing that I think could have a lasting impact coming out of this Ohio State game is uh, is Johnny Davis's comments. But, um, you know, hmm. we'll, we'll see. More will be revealed as always, my friend. Zach, yes, sir. we appreciate your time. Um, if you do need to get a nap in, because I'm sure you had a late night, I actually blew up my air mattress. I, I slept over here at night because I had to do the post game show. Yeah. Uh, I got my air mattress. If you need a nap when you come in, you just got to plug it in and blow it up quick. It takes about two minutes. All you, right, buddy? You become a little bougie. You used to sleep on the floor. What? <laughs> I do like my floor naps. Those only last about 20 <laughs> minutes, though. I gotta, I tell, is that Daner? Is that Dane? Daner, yes. Daner. Who's a good boy? All right, Zach. We love you, buddy. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, Packers ended up covering that game last night. I took it at a bet with Pauly at 12 and a half, and he's, uh, I had a haiku I put out in a Sunday morning. He's like, hey, remember we had our bet at 12 and a half. I saw the line move to 11 and a half. I think it settled at, at 12. But our guy Raphael from, um, you know, Gamble of the Stars, we had him on Friday, Ben, you remember? He just tweeted this out. And he's told me before that his boss, he's got a surly boss. When you're in the Vegas and you're in the business of making money, if you're losing money in Vegas, someone's going to be on your ass, right? Surly? Can you, it's, it's like, Monday morning. Okay. Well, well, we had feet jokes earlier, so you want me to go back to that? Or? No, no. I want you to tell me what it means. Sir, like he's like, he's got a little attitude about him, a little mean okay. streak. A little sir, like he's like, <sighs> okay. So Raphael tweeted out just moments ago, don't miss Monday morning meetings after these types of results. Favorites are twelve and one straight up and eleven and two against the spread in the NFL in Week 14. That's lame. So he's gonna be getting his ass reamed out because um, people usually bet with the favorites. You know? Yeah. So wow, Raphael, Godspeed, my friend. I hope your boss isn't you know giving you a new butt. Uh, let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Who's this? You probably got to give uh, Ben there a little. Index cards. So you understand what, what those big words are, huh? Dave from Monona. Yeah, just don't write it in cursive because I can't read cursive. Did they ever teach you cursive in nope. school? No, okay. they all teach. No, I learned it. how to type. They just teach them how to. They just how to teach them how to get triggered, right, Dave? There we go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there we go. I got. I know. I got to know. You got to know your What's audience. What's on your mind, Dave? God forbid, evil. These kids got to write a check or write a note. Or I know how to write. Thank I have you. a checkbook in my backpack, Dave. Dave, I thank still have. A, I still have a checkbook. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this generation writing thank you cards? <laughs> yeah, but guess. Uh, well, first of no. all, first of all, I do write thank you cards whenever I get gifts. Guess who it was that taught us all these terrible habits that you guys despise? My generation. Exactly. You guys. Yeah, Dave. Your yeah. generation sucks. Yeah, but you guys are the one who gave us participation trophies in the first place. Ooh, I got you. Got me on that one. 
But Dave, you can come back if the, if these kids have any knowledge or wherewithal at all, they would refuse to accept said participation trophy. I didn't want this to turn into this, Dave. I, <laughs> Dave, good morning. How are we doing? Your mind? What's Let's up, hang out. That's not why I call, but you know, <laughs> before my comment, you let Grant know men do not wear turtleneck sweaters Dave. in a sports studio. <laughs> are you kidding me? I cannot wait to talk to you today. He is a. He is a. He Dave, is a I have. I have even. I have it even better for you. Not only did Grant Bills wear a. It wasn't even a mock turtleneck. It was I like missed a, this. It was. He's, it's his video at Wisco Grant. It's a huge turtle. It's like a big yeah. turtleneck. Dave, I kid you not. So he was wearing a black turtleneck on Friday with his video he had out. <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> on Saturday, he was wearing another turtleneck. It was a gray turtleneck. <laughs> Grant Bills has at minimum two turtlenecks. I thought, yeah, it, I thought it looked pretty good. I thought it looked kind of handsome. All right. I own one, but I own it as a shtick. You know, exactly. I wear it because it's funny. I do not own any turtlenecks. Man, he caught, he caught it big time because I told him, now we know why you can't get a date. A blind woman wouldn't be seen dead. <laughs> Dave, I'll say, Dave, I know you can't see, but he pulled it off well. Dave, guess who's hosting together Tuesday and Wednesday? The Bill, Mike, the Bill Michael Show. Grant? And uh, Benjamin. Me and, and Grant. Ben. Oh, I can't wait to call from Illinois tomorrow. Oh, what are you doing in God. Illinois? You gonna go rub it into the Bears fans? Oh, I'm gonna, I, I, I want a pizza from a guy down in Kenosha. He was talking crap last night when I was 24 to 14. So I said, "Hey, I go, I go, I'll double the bet right now." So yeah, just what you 30, need two pizzas. He was up 37 with 37 14. I said, I'll double the bet. <laughs> he took me up on it. Now I get two Giardano's pizzas from okay. Kenosha. <laughs> just what you and you wait your waistline needs, Dave. But anyway, uh, a She's couple things. Uh, yeah, a couple things about about Badger basketball. Ben, stop making excuses. These are freshmen. No, these are not. Freshmen. What do you mean I'm not making excuses? Yeah, I'm trying to explain were. where they're at. No, these are not freshmen. These kids play against the top competition for the last five years. These Dave, are they are freshmen. freshmen. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Experience, grade wise, experience wise, no. They have played against the best competition in the last three years. Now. Yeah, I'm glad Johnny Davis finally spoke up. You got Zach. Well, he may hurt people's feelings. Good. I, I, I hope he says it publicly. I hope he says it on the court. This team's bench points stinks. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't they rebound either, Dave. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. They they were playing with without some of their better bench players because they're still sick. But, I mean, they just lost a game. They looked bad. They lost a game. This is still a team that started the yeah, year, what, 8-2? They're going to have some growing pains, Dave. It's going to be up uh, and uh, down. But Johnny Davis you, is a, no, is a baller. Don't. There's no growing pains. You, you can't. You can't. There will be. Lack like, of heart. There are growing pains. Dave, I bet it's you Johnny Davis didn't take any participation trophies. He threw those right no. in the garbage. A lack of heart, a lack of discipline. Jordan Davis, maybe. It's not growing pains. Plus, you got Carlson and these guys. You know, at the beginning of the year, we're, we're, no. Well, what do you say it's about the Indiana win, year. then? What do you say about the Indiana win when they came crawling back and uh, you know, clawed back and won that game against Crowd. the Hoosiers? The, the emotion of the crowd can, can do wonders when you're at home. You, you've heard the thing. Yeah, ben was in the, ben was in oh, attendance. Oh, oh, I was there. I, I can confirm. That's right. Bench players play well at home. Bench players on the road suck. As, as a home. former bench player, I was pretty good on the road. But Well, yeah, it's when your team was just pounding the other team. You're up by like 30, 40 points, so they give you 30 seconds to go hit a corner three. No, I would uh, I would get in the first half. No, there were twice I got in you. the first half. Coaches said, Ben, stand in the corner. If you catch it, shoot it. Exactly. Hey, as far as Rodgers, I'm going to tell you right now, you heard it from the wizard behind the curtain. He ain't going nowhere. That guy is going to yeah. Rudigan would be a fool to take off, even though he's a hell of a Agreed. drafter. I mean, the guy is the general manager of the year who can draft an offense, five replacements. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, well, people he's wrapped and signed. He's a well, Dave, the, if the Packers, if and, and Jay Krebs, one of our listeners, tweeted this, and if if Rodgers plays for another team next year, the Packers are complete idiots. Yep. Even, yeah. Even even though I mean they're going to be a better defensively and offensive team, but not quarterback wise. So well, well, without Rodgers this year with this special teams, yeah, this, Dave, this oh, team wouldn't Dave, be a playoff you, team. Dave, you're no stranger to a very bold and brash take. What's your take on the special teams of the Green Bay Packers? Okay, now you're going to find us kind of odd. Okay. Oh, what? Malik Taylor, is, when he went a brain fart, is that a coach? When Rodgers drops a fair catch, is that a coach? No, that's the player. When MSV fumbles an onside kick, is that a coach? Those aren't coaches. Those but are coaches are the ones field. putting him out there. But eventually, someone's got to fall on the sword, right? Yes. No, no, no. I totally agree. Because the overall big picture, but those three players are all are all starters, potentially. And that's a lack of focus. That's That falls on Matt no, And I agree with you. I agree with Matt you, too. LaFleur. Yeah, you're right. And Mason Crosby not being able to kick it out of the back of the end zone, that's that's not coaching. That's his leg. But there Someone's is coaching that plays guy. in because the coaches are the ones that put those guys right. out there. And Matt on LaFleur. punt coverage, they don't know what a lane is. No one on the Matt team LaFleur. knows what a lane is. Neither is Matt LaFleur is the one who should be responsible. If anybody should go, he should go. Huh? Hmm? Matt what? LaFleur, he, he, the buck stops with him, right? Matt LaFleur puts those coaches out there. It stops with Matt LaFleur. I don't blame the, the uh, special teams coach. I blame Matt LaFleur. Well, He's it's the, the special teams coach's job. I know. Okay, I know. You're, you're talking about the guy that overall sees everything. Then. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Ebo, Ebo, did you, did you, did you, did you want Riff Rap working with you? I mean, I know you, you had a sell for Ben and Zach, but you know you have control who works under you. Yeah, you I rule with an iron like fist, Dave. Yeah, I rule with an iron fist. Dave, all, hey, all I, I need is me and a mic. That's it. I'm good. I hear Nelson's coming back. So Wednesday, baby. Yeah, get ready. It would be fun for him. That, um, hey, he, he, he's a Democrat now. Just, just let, let him know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, end the, we'll end on the high note, Dave. See you, buddy. He's been living off the government. <laughs> See, you. <laughs> See you, Dave. <laughs> oh, poor Nelly getting pot shots, and he can't even hear to defend himself. Uh, I'll, I'll be sure to let Nelson know that one, Dave, if he's not listening right now, and he can he can respond or uh, yeah, on might text us in a couple yeah. of minutes. Uh, you wanted to get a pot shot quick on Nelly too, didn't you? Fantasy football wise. Oh yeah. So I started a guy this weekend. Now I know nobody cares. Yeah, this, the, you got to make it under thirty. There's seconds. a rule about fantasy football. If you if you say it in under forty five seconds, it's okay. I started a guy named Jermar Jefferson, right? Haven't heard of him either. Still beat Nelson by 60. <laughs> there you go. You got Well done. You got that under 15 and seconds. 13-1, one, top of the league. Let's go back to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Z and the D. Zach and the Dells. What's up, man? Not much. So, yes, I semi-agree with Dave, which is very weird. But I also, uh, Goody has been a great GM this year, possibly running on the GM of the year. Um, the thing is that you have to, when you get these special team guys, these are guys that are fringe, like second team players, third team, they could be starters down the road. But you, the thing is, it's all about drafting. And here's the thing that the Packers really excel at is that they oh, draft. Dude, I mean, Amari Rodgers was drafted in the third round. This guy was very coveted. He's, hmm. Yeah, he's, he's having those, I, I want to say, freshman jinx, like, I mean, we saw Jamar Chase in the preseason dropping balls left and right and look at him now. I'm not trying to compare Jamar Chase to Amari Rodgers. There's no reason why I should. But I'm just saying it comes down to your drafting of players, and you have to draft accordingly or pick up players off of different practice squads that you think that could be that guy on special teams that could be your coverage guy, your return guy. I mean, we already picked up Rasul Douglas. He's been great. Devondre Campbell's a beast, you know. Devondre Campbell. case. I mean, 
there, there's, you would think that there's someone out there on a, on a practice squad that you think that would be able to return kicks that could be a guy that's this is plagued. This has literally plagued the Packers for the last time they were good were 24 years ago. Yeah, it, it's been legitly since Desmond Howard a year or two after him. They have not been good. Well, the returners. Packers always promote from within. Even Matt Lafleur promoted from within from the you know the guys previous to him. It's like once you once you look outside somewhere for some fresh blood, you've sucked ass for so long. Do something different before yeah. I let you go. I mean, you're going Rayman on us right now, but before I let you go, do you own any turtlenecks? You seem like you'd be a turtleneck guy. I do not own any oh, turtlenecks. Are you I'm kidding a, me? I'm not a Steve Jobs kind of guy. Right. I, are you 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 strike me and don't oh, take this any way you want, but you strike me as a turtleneck. Listen, guy. since we're talking about this, there's nothing wrong with owning a turtleneck or two. No, it's about when Aaron you Rogers wear. Aaron Rodgers owns one. Exactly. Multiple. I like like I own one, but I think I've worn it once in the last two years, and that was because it was Listen, it, it I, was I, funny. I, I let me rephrase. I do own own a turtleneck. My grandmother gave it to me like three years ago for Christmas. The tags are still on it. It's not unfolded from my closet. You still might wear it to a family Christmas like, I might thing, wear maybe. Ice, yeah. Like ice fishing. Keep my keep my <laughs> neck warm. <laughs> For some reason, I always wear the same two or three long sleeve shirts at Christmas. And the reason why I don't want to wear a turtleneck is because, one, I'm afraid I'm going to look like that 49ers D-back back in the 2000s with a long-ass neck. And, two, I just don't think they're stylish enough. Well, maybe you got to bring back the style, dude. Style redefined by Z and the D. I'm going to bring back men's, the style. With the- men's high fashion could peak the moment you put a turtleneck on. It could be. We'll, we'll see. Well... We'll see. Maybe I'll send one to Ben Kenny and see how he looks. Yeah. Ben, where's your, t- where's your turtleneck tomorrow? I'll try and dig mine up. Z? No. See you, brother. Later, guys. I think we should have a turtleneck day tomorrow. And it's inspired by Grant Bills. Because you and Grant are going to be doing the Bill Michael Show tomorrow. We are. I can already I can already see Grant Bills. He's probably got a whole closet full of turtlenecks. I saw him wearing the black one. He had a gray <laughs> one on uh, over the weekend. I bet she's got a white one, probably a green one, like a, like a hunter forest green. What color is yours? Black. Yeah, mine's like a dark gray. I, I bought I it. I bought it in Venice, Italy. <laughs> Wait, you bought a turtleneck in Italy? Yeah. Why? Because well, I was what? Uh, what a weird place to buy a turtleneck. Well, I was in Venice. Sounds like a weird I humble shopping. Brand. No, I bought these shoes. The thing is, they have <laughs> nice clothing and nice brands, but that that aren't your name brands that you could get for pretty cheap. Yeah, I got. So I had a nice like twenty five, thirty dollar pair of shoes. Like cashmere, which like definitely solid. And then I got a couple other things, and while we were there, I was like, "I, you know what? I might as well buy a turtleneck." This the mood struck in Venice, Italy. Yeah, you know what? I, yeah, I bought a turtleneck Which, in by the Venice, way, Italy. Venice, Italy, the most overrated place in the world. Why don't don't they have like don't they have the wines with the sulfates in it? So you get good and like buzzed off them. You don't get hung over the next day. No, yeah, it smells horrible. Uh, what do you mean? It's too many tourists. Don't people just go and nap all the time? Like, what do you mean? Don't they just like shut down in the middle of the day and nap? <laughs> No, that's all of Europe. That sounds pretty badass. I, it's it's a great it, it's great, but Venice. Yeah. yeah, I got a turtleneck in Italy. Let's go back to the phones. Who's this? Yo, you know it's Nate. Uh, Nate, dog. What's up, homie? Uh, so I got a couple things for you. Yeah. First off, question on the turtleneck debate. <laughs> <laughs> how how would Under Armour like the cold tech? fit in there okay i mean it's, it's a, a turtleneck turtle oh it's definitely a turtleneck like but that's it's a sport neck that's like very very socially normal now when i'm saying turtleneck i'm thinking like a cotton blend like i'm thinking something that's cotton that you wear for fashion not for warmth when you're working out or playing sports or just in wisconsin for warmth now th- then here's the other question is it a mock turtleneck or is it one that when you fold over 
I don't think it really matters. No. Uh, do you, Nate? Do you have one? I have one of the Under Armour ones, but I haven't had a like cotton turtleneck since high school. <laughs> Why? My mom used to make me rock those in middle school. I'd wear like the old navy vest with the white turtleneck. I'm like, mom, oh, oh man, it's like, do, you, do, you, do you want me to get my what? ass? Do you want me to get my ass kicked? <laughs> looking, looking like they came straight out of a uh, Gap commercial. Actually, more, that's more elementary school. It's like fourth grade. Like, do you want me to get my ass kicked, mom? Like, what's going on here? All right, so uh, Nate, Doug, what's your other what's your other questions on your mind? Uh, I've got a nominee for D bag of the week. Yeah, I'm listening. Uh, my nomination is the Los L O S S. Vegas Raiders. Oh, dude! Mm. When they went out on the uh, the Chiefs logo and had their team meeting, that they didn't then just got pounded. They were eleven yeah. point underdogs, and the Chiefs were covering before kickoff. <laughs> yeah, I like they, it. They covered. I think they covered before Mahomes even stepped on the field. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. You're in. I'm going to do it as L O S S, my man Nate. This pen yeah. sucks. What the hell is this pen? All right. Anything else in your mind, my brother? Nah. All right. Well, if uh, I think we're gonna do implement a turtleneck day tomorrow, so if you feel so inclined, turtlenecks tomorrow. Okay. I'm not wearing a turtleneck. I'll, pro- I'll probably be wearing the uh, Under Armour one again because <laughs> I have to work out in the conditions. All right, buddy. Have a good Monday, my friend. See you, man. See ya. That is funny. I, I will wear a turtleneck and do a show here if Grant drives from Lacrosse. And also does it here. So when you said that you bought a turtleneck, but in Venice, Italy, I thought of the. Did you ever hear that super fan, that Jacksonville Jaguars super fan lady? No. They say they have the best draft in the entire NFL. Are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the. It's limit. her beach house. She talks about reminding me. And of this. I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple <laughs> minutes from the beach. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. Then. We haven't been too strong. What me of. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. Yeah, I got a turtleneck in Italy. <laughs>